Hello, everybody, and welcome back to BNB Chats. Hello. Oh my gosh, episode five. Here we are. So we want to apologize in advance because today's episode will be coming out one day later than we normally schedule to、uh, release these because normally we release them Sunday evenings every other week. But this time it'll be coming out on a Monday, and who's to blame? That's right, medical schools, because we had medical school exams and it was really really hard. So we had to take a little bit of a break and push push off recording this episode. Yeah, we're actually recording this literally the night before, so it's a very real time episode and upload. <laughs> For sure, and honestly, at some point we really thought that. Medical school and just education in general eats up so much of our time, and it's such a big part of our lives that we would want to talk about it at some point. And what better time than now when it is aptly doing exactly that? So, Wafa, why don't you introduce today's topic? Yeah. So,、um, as Shaysha mentioned, medical school is kind of a really, really big part of our lives right now, and. Um, has been for the past couple of years and will be for the foreseeable future. So we were thinking of structuring this episode as kind of a past, present, and future of us in medicine.、Um, not really in a like pre-med sort of way of what to do and things like that, but more so of talking to you as our friends and family. As well as to our future selves as well about what inspired us, what keeps us going, what are our current thoughts, and what are our thoughts about the future. Yeah, this way we can kind of see where we end up down the line when we listen back on this and be like, "Wow, that is not what we expect, or that's not where we ended up now." <laughs>、mm-hmm. Or like, "Wow, that was so inaccurate," or <laughs> something like. <laughs> or、that. maybe we'll be spot on. Who knows? Maybe. Okay, so. Let's start off with talking about the past. So、um, I can ask the first question. So Shaijav, when did you know you wanted to do medicine?、Um, was there like a turning point that put you towards this path? There, for example, like who were your inspirations? Just kind of how did you get here? Yeah, I guess there's like the medical school interview type of answer where you have to say all of these certain points and sound very. Professional, but today we wanted to be a little bit more personable and tell you what we genuinely feel. And so, I guess to that answer, I can't say that there was any one particular aha moment. Growing up,、um, my parents would always,、uh, <laughs> when we were little kids, my brother and I,、uh, my parents would say that I would go up, go up and grow older to become a, a f- investment banker and in finance, and then my brother would grow up and become a doctor and. <laughs> Many years later,、uh, lo and behold, we have completely switched. He's doing what my parents thought I would be doing, and I'm doing what my parents thought he would be doing. And yeah, <laughs> so don't know how that happened, but at some point <laughs> something happened. I mean, they were pretty spot on about both of us being something, and I guess we ended up in that direction. We didn't like no one became a lawyer or anything. Jokes, kidding. We <laughs> love lawyers. <laughs> You only had three options, so、oh, no. <laughs> you did take two of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think in terms of my inspirations, both of my、um, grandparents, my paternal grandparents, were、um, physicians、uh, back in India, and I think 
just being around them, they would always talk about their time practicing and all of their stories. And it, I guess I'm sure at some point it rubbed off on me. And I, I can't deny that they have been instrumental in, I guess, shaping not only my early, like, academic career, just when I was in, like, middle school and elementary school, they used to tutor me every day. But I think <laughs> they were probably always unintentionally, like, without meaning to, just pushing me towards liking liking medicine. And I mean, I, I love science growing up as well. And so this was just a natural fit. I love talking to people. I like science. And this worked out. I think another really, uh, I guess, instrumental thing for me picking science, or for me picking medicine was, uh, it was more like a challenge to myself as well. It's one of, it's a difficult um, career and path to choose and it was more of a, a challenge to myself that I should be able to do it if I put my mind to it and I guess that's probably not the, <laughs> the best thing to do to just be like I want to do it because it's hard but that's kind of it's just <laughs> my thinking I, I don't know if I could change that really. I always found it really interesting that you've always been so sure mm-hmm of wanting to go into medicine for yourself like your your parents aren't anywhere near in the healthcare field like they are now but that's not what really you grew up around Mm-mm. and for as long as i remember you really haven't wavered you've like you have other interests of course and um have kind of thought about what if this but for the large part, you've been very, very steadfast on medicine. And I think that's really admirable. So I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, for me, it was quite a bit different. I grew up in a very healthcare-oriented household. My mom is a nurse and my dad is by profession a doctor. He hasn't really practiced in, I don't know, like 25 years, but or maybe 20 years, but um, he is a doctor by physician, or sorry, a doctor by profession. So I grew up in that environment. And I do think that there always was this, I I don't want to say like expectation, because I don't think that's the right word. But there was always this um, kind of inevitable that, oh, of course, I'll go into medicine. Mm -hmm. I, I remember so often meeting people for the first time and they would even when I was like 12 or 13 and they would just be like oh are you gonna follow in your family's footsteps and become a doctor and I think that was said to me so many times that it it created a really big kind of dilemma for me I I was very interested in the social aspect of medicine as you said, of working with patients, it being a very people-oriented career. And I loved the idea of always learning more and helping people. Um, but I I didn't like science that much. <laughs> and so at the end of grade 12, um, when we were picking what to do in undergrad, I was actually quite adamant that I had no interest in doing science. I was kind of pushed to apply to some science programs and I literally just rejected all of them. My top choice was the liberal arts program that I went into. I wanted to do history and maybe something kind of borderline in science, but I did not want to do medicine. And I think that with regards to my 
turning point. It was when I had a lack of science in my undergrad that I realized that I actually did miss it. And I think that seeing your passion for it honestly was a big push in reigniting all of those little passions in me that pointed right towards medicine. It's such a um, kind of melting point or such a big um, kind of meeting point of everything that I thought that I wanted to do with my career in the future. Mm-hmm. And so this it became clear that that was the path. And I had so many inspirations in my family and um, just around me. And it was like, yep, that's true. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Let me confirm everyone's expectations. And everyone's like, of course. It's like, well, you don't really know my thought process behind all of this. It wasn't as straightforward as always wanting to do medicine. But yeah. I got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Actually, I wanted to kind of circle back on on one of the points that I forgot to mention about inspirations for me. I think maybe early on, my grandparents were my inspiration, but what kept me going as well, and I need to really like emphasize this, is really the support that I got from my friends, which obviously includes you. But also, um, I have to give a shout out to Muzi, Thomas, and Olivia, who throughout my undergrad, I guess second year and onwards, were our, <laughs> our <laughs> Sorero Roche group just <laughs> struggled through all of our undergrad classes but kept our hopes up and they really inspired me to keep working hard and keep studying so hopefully at some point in the future they're able to join onto the podcast and we can learn more about their lives but I couldn't I couldn't uh I guess not give them a shout out today <laughs> they've been super instrumental I'm sure for sure yeah Okay, so I, I think I'm going to move on to, I guess, the next part of our phases. We're now on to the present. So Wafa, could you tell me first uh, a little bit about what is medical training like in Canada? Um, and then maybe you can tell me about what did you think medical school would be like? And does it really match the reality of what it is? Yeah, so... In Canada, the way that you undergo medical training is after high school, you do four years of an undergrad. Um, some schools can accept you after three years, but after that, you do either, again, three or four years of medical school, depending on the program. And beyond those four years, you're now kind of like a doctor, but you can't really do anything until you go through residency, which can be anywhere from, I don't even know, two to a hundred years, honestly. It can probably oh, take as long as you want it to. I think it. I think they kick you out finally at like nine or something. Nine? <laughs> they don't actually okay. kick you out, but like... <laughs> <laughs> so still, overall, probably a hundred year process. <laughs> And then like fellowships and then finally you get a job somewhere. For sure. So quite a long process, but that's kind of the gist of it. And I I think what was interesting is from high school, it was always kind of told to us that, oh, getting into med school is super, super competitive. Like it's, it's, and it is, right? Like, I don't, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the entrance kind of rate or the acceptance rate from all the applicants is what both three percent per year four percent per year yeah three to ten kind of varies up and down okay so 
I guess maybe it's some, some years it's not as competitive, but it was definitely something that you, um, or at least based on my capabilities, <laughs> you probably <laughs> couldn't just choose how to do like that. That's what you wanted to do on a whim. Um, it was something that you kind of had to strive towards and work towards and be very oriented in that direction. So, um, but, but beyond how competitive everyone always said getting into medical school was, it was really interesting that the conversation almost always was, oh, but once you're in, you'll be taken care of. And that's when you really get to learn for the sake of learning mm-hmm. and you can enjoy what you're learning. And of course, like I, I didn't have any expectations that it would be easy by any means, but it was meant to be kind of a, you're here now and you need to make the most of it type of thing, which I was really, really excited about. Yeah. And, um, and, and honestly, I think the reality does match it. There's this analogy of saying that medical school and training is like information spewing out of a fire hydrant and you're trying to suck it all up with a straw. (laughs) So, (laughs) which I think holds quite true. I definitely don't know all of the material that has been thrown at me in this first three quarters of a year thus far, but I feel confident and supported in the idea that eventually I will learn it and eventually I will know what I need to know. For sure. I think so far it does match my reality. Um, but what about you? Does does med school match up to what you thought it would be? Yeah, I guess before I answer that, I would want to, again, circle back on a few things that we talked about earlier about, I guess, medical school in Canada in general. So like you said, there's the four years undergrad, four years of med school, and then two to nine years potentially, usually more like two to five years of residency, and then cumulative that comes to somewhere in the range of like 10 to 15 years after finishing high school so most people finish and become fully fledged staff who can i guess practice and like they're they're what you would call like the doctor at the doctor's clinic or doctor at the hospital when they're in their early 30s or mid 30s and so a really big factor in choosing this path was knowing that um your <laughs> most of your 20s are going to be spent studying and it's mm-hmm. it really is an investment in your own future um not only from like i guess a financial and ec- like quality of life perspective but even just you're you're deferring how you want to enjoy your life or spend your life and I don't I don't think at any point I felt like I was maybe in like first year of undergraduate studies when everyone was partying, everyone was having such a great time. It was just like, oh, man, what am I doing? Why am I deciding to go down this path? But it that Mm -hmm. feeling went away because maybe I guess I maybe I can speak for myself, but I feel like you're also the same boat that our personalities are just such that it didn't feel like we were missing much. I was really happy with the friends I made along the way and they're wonderful and we're all so connected still like last episode we had some of my friends from middle school coming in and like it's still amazing I don't think it's a horrible thing that people should be detracted by at all um yeah I mean like we're such homebodies that like really we weren't being like oh man we're missing this party we were like uh I don't, I wasn't gonna go anyway <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it was, um yeah 
but we're hiding behind the books, you know. Um, but much more board games kind of people. For sure, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh, I guess in terms of what I expected medical school would be like for me, I for sure agree that the 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 thing that you were saying about people saying in general that it's hard to get into but it's hard to get out as well it's just as hard to get out of medical school and really it's it's like a combination of so many things again from a more like ten thousand feet perspective like the government of canada pays so much of the tuition of its medical students as like in compensation Mm -hmm. for for i guess uh like it subsidizes so much it subsidizes it for for um people who are canadian citizens and whatnot that it's an investment in the person and so really the schools are really built to try and i guess they have spent all of this time and resources and energy to pick someone and then they're really trying their best to keep them um again this is all with a huge i guess disclaimer that needs to be made is that the in no ways is, is the way that medical systems are currently picking students the ideal way and there's yeah. so many people, so many wonderful people who, for whatever reason, aren't able to get it in one try or get it another try or so many complicated multifactorial situations that happen yeah. that it really is hard. Like another thing that we've been told at some point is just like out of so many students that apply, the like top 10%, everyone knows who they're going to be. And then the bottom 10%, everyone knows who they're going to be. And then the middle is really like almost picking names out of a hat. It's people are so brilliant and so wonderful and doing such amazing things that all of our colleagues are wonderful and I think that is something that I had an expectation that I would be going into a class of really brilliant people who had crazy amazing extracurriculars research just sports music all of these things Um, we recently had a chess tournament someone in our class is a national master it's amazing (laughs) so many wonderful things are happening And I was not let down by the expectation. I still am amazed by the wonderful hobbies that people have. Um, one of the things that you kind of mentioned this briefly about, you didn't think it would be easy. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the, why I thought that if I was in medical school, that it would have been kind of a cakewalk. You know, I felt like I would have spent all of this time and energy to try and make it to this goal that once I'm there then I'll be able to have like this cathartic release and just be super chill and relax and do whatever I'd like. But if I can quote you, you said that, oh, once I'm in medical school, I want to go back to my high school. So <laughs> just super loved <laughs> skipping all my classes and um, just hanging out with my friends. <laughs> um, but things have changed that's definitely um that expectation was not met i was given a rude awakening that medical school is hard (laughs) that there is a fire hydrant and i only do have one straw (laughs) yeah um i i mean i i totally agree and i do want to echo your what you said about unfortunately because there are such limited spots we have seen with our own eyes so many people who probably deserve being here so much having to pursue their dreams in a different way or pursue different dreams and or just defer it i mean it's yeah, not over yeah i mean people people like the the average age of uh, an entering medical student is older and older for your class it's like 26 yeah. for my class it's like 24 and a half or something like that it's mm-hmm. really really 
the times are changing. Yeah, but I, I really do just want to emphasize that like we're very, very thankful of being here. And also I think we do recognize our our privilege that helped us get here in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. being able to go to good un schools for undergrad and being able to have enough time to just keep studying and put all our um, kind of eggs in that basket. Like that's a very yeah. lucky thing that we were able to do. Sure. And um, we're very, very fortunate to be where we're at. And so definitely hope that that comes through and, um, and that we really, we really appreciate being here. And no matter if we're complaining a little bit that it's hard, we, we wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> so maybe let's just move on to the future now. Yeah. What, if you feel comfortable sharing Shejab, do you think you want to do with medicine in the future? How do you want to handle what comes after medical school? Yeah. So I guess immediately after medical school is, as we mentioned twice now, um, residency training. And so the way it works is that after you finish medical school, you get your MD, but you can't really practice being a doctor. You need to do more like specialized training to pick kind of what type of doctor will you be? Will you be the one who's in the hospital mm -hmm. who focuses on the lungs? Will you be a generalist who's like your family doctor that you see? Will you be a, a surgeon who specializes with a very specific part of the brain? Like there's so many different parts of the body that everyone kind of needs to, I guess, focus in on so that they can be yeah. good at their jobs. And so early on in medical school, um, people are always asking what kind of residency do you want to pursue? And the two big buckets that they really have are medicine versus surgery. And medicine is kind of like all the ologists, like the cardiologist or the respirologist, like the heart doctor or the lung doctor or the kidney doctor mm -hmm. or the all of those different ologists. Um, like someone you'll see in a clinic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then surgery is like, I guess, what everyone knows is uh, like a surgeon, someone who's more happy with cutting and and stitching people together and working with their hands and whatnot. <laughs> Maybe that already sounded a little bit biased, but I've always been someone who's a lot more tactile. Um, I like working with my hands. I like being on my feet and getting also that aspect of I have directly with my own two hands contributed to something being changed. Mm -hmm. There's also this huge aspect of the fact that with a lot of medicine in its current state, um, it's very much dealing with all of these very complex human interaction, social uh, uh, aspects of like being a human, like talking with someone and maybe they're not able to afford a certain medication or maybe they have an elderly mother who doesn't believe in a certain medication. All of these other things I find are so complicated and so overwhelming sometimes. I feel like I really want my best to be able to help someone become better and I think mm -hmm. me being a simple person <laughs> I'm a simple person I if I wanted to help someone and one way to help them would be through like cutting something out of them like a cancer I would want to do that you know yeah it's immediate gratification yeah. and so <laughs> I think uh, I'm pretty uh, decisively picking probably a surgical pathway um, two years down the line. That's awesome. That's actually another thing that I don't think I've felt you... Like, of course, you've considered other, again, possibilities. Like, I don't think you're stubborn about it. But 
you're you're very very strong-willed and that's something that I really appreciate about you and that I'm sure a lot of people know about you but I think it it shows up in kind of both of those wanting medical school like putting all of your eggs there and getting it and then hopefully if you're really looking forward to surgery then that's your goal and you have been working towards it so I'm really proud of you about that oh, thanks <laughs> <laughs> um I am still quite undecided I think that I know the population that I want to work with um but just not kind of in what capacity that would be mm-hmm. I am really passionate about women's health and thinking about the inequalities that still exist and thinking about how can I take everything that not just the women in my life have done for me, but what what I have been privileged enough to have and be able to do and how do I pass that forward to people who may not have the same privileges that I do. Mm-hmm. So I know that I really, really want to work in women's health. I, I don't know whether that's more at a, um, like a policy level, at a kind of medicine level, at a surgical level. Those are still things that I will hopefully figure out over the next couple of years mm-hmm. and um, be able to make a good decision on that. But I also do like want to acknowledge that I kind of joked about medicine being like a hundred years of training, but like life doesn't stop during medical training. And I think that's something that I've realized more and more um, through different mentors that I've had the opportunity to speak to and just other people in our lives that um, now that we're here, I think it's given me the confidence to think about, okay, awesome. I have medicine. I have this goal kind of insight Mm -hmm. what do I want to do with the rest of my life and um like I I want to plan for the future in a in a well-rounded way where I I don't necessarily want to be at work from 7 a.m to 10 (laughs) p.m I I want to make sure that we have like a work-life balance that we have time for our families and for our friends and for ourselves you know and we're not just like I love to be busy don't get me wrong I go crazy like this is March break I already imagine myself being dead bored of it by Friday but (laughs) that's the end I I imagine you won't survive till two days from now (laughs) really that's the faith you have in me you just like working I do I like being busy I like having a lot of things on my to-do list that I can cross off and I like I, I like I don't know how else to say it. I like being busy, but I, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've understood that I, I, you need some time off. You need time to explore hobbies and just relaxing. And so I think that that's something that I know that both of us have thought about and will definitely take into our future with medicine of how to mm-hmm. make sure that we can be good physicians by not being burnt out. Because I think that's a really, really big problem and something that, thankfully, a lot of focus has been given to in the past few years yeah. and something that we will definitely take forward. Yeah. And I guess even just the concept that in the past that you do high school and that's all you focus on and then do you do undergrad and that's all you focus on and then it's almost like you're living your life in chapters. But 
at some point、mm-hmm. the chapter becomes so long that it all becomes blurry and mushed together. And like you said,、yeah. life goes on. You keep getting、yeah. seconds older and birthdays and anniversaries and events and. Parties and、yeah. holidays keep passing by, and it's not like you can just miss every single、yeah. one because you want to get this one extra thing done. It really makes you reconsider、yeah. that what is truly important, other than just getting to this like goal. So I, I mean, I think the、yeah. goal that you set early on is really important so that you can have some direction. But、mm-hmm. I'm glad. That as we continue to, I guess, progress in our academic careers, we have times to like this to be able to be introspective and reassess、yeah. our goals and kind of recalibrate and find our north star again. Yeah, I I actually really really do agree with that. Starting this podcast, I understand that there's so much else going on, and that really, do we have time to be doing a podcast yeah, right he- now, or could this time? Like, could this time be better spent studying, or, you know, like, would I really want to spend hours editing this, or, you know, do an extra another extracurricular or some more research? But I think that this kind of creative outlet, and as you said, I think really nicely, being introspective,、um, will will help us stay grounded and、mm-hmm. and remind us that we're we're like we're still ourselves. We haven't necessarily changed at all from. Two years ago,、yeah. it, it's it's still us, and I think that being true to ourselves、um, will just be really good for us overall. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about <laughs>、um, in this podcast. Sorry if it was a little boring. It was more so of that kind of audio diary、yeah. type of format. <laughs> for sure. And maybe you don't have the exact same experience. You don't have the same like. Like four years of medicine, four years of residency thing, looking forward to happening in your life. But I think everyone should maybe take some time to just write down something that they want to do in the next、yeah. five years, or so that five years down the line you can see: Did you make it? Did you want to be here? Are you happy with where you wanted to be? You know, so you can take some time to appreciate how far you've come. I totally agree. Okay, so now it's time for the dream. Dream. <laughs> Haha, it's not my turn this time.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I've had literally no dreams this past week. So、mm-hmm. there is actually a interesting dream that I had just last night. So、Ooh. for anyone who、um, doesn't already know. Uh, Super Mario is a platformer game. You're pretty much playing as this small red-capped Italian plumber who just jumps across this grassy landscape, jumping on top of turtles and little Koopas, which are brown, <laughs> poop-headed, angry-looking monsters. And they're trying to get to the end of the castle and save Princess Peach. But my dream, the way it works, is that when you're playing this video game, every time you die. You're, there's a little do 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 song, and then Mario, who's the main character, is revived, and he kind of starts again at the beginning of the level. Now, or like at the last checkpoint. Yeah, exactly. But what happened in my dream? I got kidnapped. Like me personally, got kidnapped. I was wearing this giant cardboard box with little peeping holes, 
with for my eyes and in front of me I could see similar I guess cardboard covered people moving through this giant maze and I look behind me and there's people there as well and this is huge maze that we're just going through I'm seeing all of this in first person so I can't really see where the maze is going it's almost like we're standing in line for like service Ontario huge lineup <laughs> don't know where to go next <laughs> we're doing our airport bags check-in and just following the line following the line following the line and then at the end there's this big light at the at like there's this big door and you can I can see through I guess it's not it's an open door I can see through and it's literally the Mario level but first person as if I'm about to be going and running it and I see wow. this person in front of me go through that door and transform into Mario and then it's almost like they're not themselves anymore like they've been screaming like no stop I don't want to go and then when they get inside there's no more voices they are now Mario a two-dimensional flat thing and they're just, <laughs> they're being controlled by a player doing silly dances, hitting their head onto bricks to get coins. And I see them fall into a hole and without control of my own body, as if I'm like on a little escalator, I'm pushed forward and through the light. And that's when I woke up. This was terrifying. Oh my gosh. So like you were, you were being put into the video game as Mario. Yeah, I think this is karma for all of the times I've let Mario down and when he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> Your dream is reminding you that people in video games are real people. Yep, yep, and to, to take care of them, you know? <laughs> Next time you play GTA, don't uh, don't punch a random civilian. But Follow the traffic the laws. that's the best part of GTA. <laughs> Go just like... Hit random people with your car. <laughs> just like My get out and punch them. This is me saying like I've probably played GTA twice in my life with my cousin. Future physician. When they were playing, just kind of, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, is this gonna be like a ding for professionalism? <laughs> I promise it's only in this video game. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just fun to be chaotic sometimes. Yeah. Yep. But. Thanks for um, listening to uh, today's yeah. episode, and we really had so much fun just, like us chatting about it. This is definitely one of those late-night chats that we just kind of have and thought it would be kind of cool to to have recorded and have for ourselves and have for you guys to listen to. Yeah, so tune in again in, I guess, one week and six days. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be on time next time. For sure. Um, and... Yeah, thank you all so much for listening. You're the sweetest for always supporting us. And um, we're, we're so thankful to have all of you in our lives so that we can pursue our dreams. And it's really great. So thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.